welcome back to the Two Point Podcast, where our conversion rate is always 100%. I'm Craig, and I'm joined by Nate. How are we doing today, guys? We're going to be talking some playoff football. We're going to be going through all six wildcard matchups. It's going to be an exciting weekend. It's actually really good structure this year. I like the extra spot, because it kind of gives extra fan bases, you know, an opportunity to at least have a shot at the playoffs. Unless you're Miami. That's accurate. Yeah, we'll start out with the first one. That's the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are six and a half point home favorites. Over under in this game is 51 points. So on the Colts side for injuries, we got DeForest Buckner did not practice both times this week with an ankle injury. Rakius in the corner did not practice yet with a concussion. We'll see if they end up playing or not. Then on the Bills side, we got Cole Beasley has not practiced yet this week with a knee injury. I doubt he ends up playing. Then Stephon Diggs limited in practice on Tuesday, did not practice on Wednesday. Oblique issue, but I assume that he will play this weekend. So for the Bills side, we get to see Mr. Josh Allen. You know, he's one of the finalists for the MVP in a lot of people's minds. So we'll see if he can keep that up. Stephon Diggs is going to be a big factor, especially if he plays in this game. And then that Bills defense, can they maintain the good play they've been showing as of late? Then on the Colts side, we got Phillip Rivers. Can he protect the ball? Can he move the ball down the field? And can he keep up with this Buffalo Bills offense? That Colts defense, they're going to have to slow the Bills offense down. And then Jonathan Taylor, how well can he do in this game? He's been on a roll as of late. But the Bills have been better in recent weeks against the run. Yeah, uh, 100%. Essentially, the Bills have done really a fantastic job against the uh, run offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how Rivers obviously can kind of react the ability of Taylor and uh, see if they can help move this offense for sure. But for me, I like it's 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 fantastic to see the Bills obviously playing a home game. It's been since 1996 since they've been there last. So hopefully they can put a, a good win into the column for them going into the next round of the playoffs. But Honestly, it's going to be the Bills game to lose in this one. Like you said, I think Diggs is going to play as well. I feel like this Bills offense is just kind of built around them too, uh, obviously being able to spread the field. Josh Allen, for the most part, really hasn't had someone that he can kind of just toss the ball up to. He's got a, a tremendous arm strength. Um, however, once you get you know past like 20 to 30 yard mark, his accuracy is obviously kind of an issue. But for the most part, I really like this Bills offense. They've got a decent run game with Singletary and Moss. And for the most part, they've been pretty efficient on third downs, uh, almost 50% on the year. So they're, they're ranked first overall for the most part. So with that being stated, like I just, with Beasley being out, I see Diggs getting a lot of the targets. If not, I mean, you know, Allen's even, he's got 13, uh, 13 wide receivers or position players in general that he's gotten touchdowns through the season. So uh, for me, I have the Bills winning this one. How about you, Greg? Yeah, I'm picking the Bills as well. Probably because I don't like the Colts, but I think the Bills are just a better team, but. Yeah, and I think they deserve to kind of be in the playoffs. They, they started out really well, obviously, in the middle of the season. They had a good game against Green Bay as well. So, I mean, they deserve to be in this conversation for sure. So, obviously, the playoffs are a different conversation. I feel like people's backs are against the wall, and obviously you're going to get the best out of all the players in this time frame in this game. So, I feel like it's going to be a potentially good one to watch for sure. But, yeah, the Bills' offense is going to still be dynamic as they have always been. Yep. Josh Allen wants to prove it in the playoffs, too, especially after last season. Yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, 
being in those conversations in MVP and the just that step that he took up this year, I've obviously been really high on him this season. Going in this year, I, I thought a lot of people didn't think that he would be able to help lead this team to the playoffs, and it's good to see them finally reaching the destination for sure. But I really, uh, I really think that this is another week for him. Uh, obviously, with the other MVP candidate, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, uh, obviously taking a seat back this week and enjoying some well-deserved rest. This is going to be his platform to kind of prove why he can be that MVP candidate. Yep. Uh, so we'll get moved over to the next one, and that is the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are three and a half point home favorites. Over under in this game is forty two and a half points. Seattle is relatively healthy in this one, and some big news is they're going to get guard Mike Potty and right tackle Brandon Shell back. They were both full participants of practice. On the Rams side. Jared Goff limited practice both days this week. He had that thumb injury, obviously. We'll see if he ends up playing or not, or if we're going to get some more John Wolford once again. Not too big a difference there, honestly. <laughs> I was going to say, John Wolford was actually pretty efficient last week, so I agree with you, but eh, there's a higher ceiling, but I get what you're meaning, yeah. Yep. And then Cam Akers limited practice on Tuesday, full participant of practice on Wednesday, so apparently his ankle's better. Hopefully he learns how to run better than last week. Then we got Micah Kaiser, the linebacker, limited practice both times this week with his knee injury. Hopefully he'll make it back for this one. Cooper Cup does return from the COVID list, so they get him back. On the Rams side, we're looking at who's going to be the quarterback in this game, whether it's Goff or Wolford. Uh, can Cam Akers be effective on the ground? You know, Malcolm Brown, you'll see him mixing in a little bit as well. See if they can run the ball against that Seattle defense. And then that Rams defense, they're really going to have to step up and – Limit that Seahawks offense once again. Give their team any chance in this game. Russell Wilson, I, man, I know you came up big late last week, but hopefully you can do it for a full game this time. That running game is definitely going to be important. They didn't run the ball the best last week, so if they can get that going, it definitely help them out. And then that Seattle defense, they've been playing better as of late, so see if they can keep it up. Yeah, I think that's obviously is going to be very similar uh two games we saw in the past but with Wolford potentially being in instead of Goff for me at this point the the battle comes down between the trenches for me both of these defensive lines it's they obviously need to prove that they are the best at this and obviously getting those offensive linemen back versus uh, the Seattle Seahawks is obviously going to help with some efficiency uh, on this offense line as well so I'm actually really excited to see uh, how much pressure they can get on Russell Wilson see if they can bottle him up a little bit or whether Wolford or or Jared Goff is starting for uh, the Rams, see if they can get pressure on either one of them and make them feel uncomfortable, make uh, make the job easy for the secondary. Um, obviously, the Rams and Seahawks, they, they match up really well in the secondary to the wide receivers, pretty much like you and I have said all season, uh, when either talking about their particular matchups or in the division as a whole. I think this is going to be a really good game, but for me, I'm, I'm just going to pick the Seahawks to win. Um, I just like Russell Wilson. It's time for him to prove he's in the playoffs. The, the non-guarantee of a Jared Goff kind of scares me on his efficiency because I've been really high on this Rams defense all year. I don't see Tyler Lockett getting a lot of yards. I think DK Metcalf might see a few more targets in this one. Obviously, you and I have uh, kind of been uh, down on him and mostly, I guess, just his fan fan base, I guess, uh, for the most part. But I'm still going to pick the Seahawks to win because I think I, I think you're right. They're going to need to lean on the run game a little bit and kind of just maintain some consistency. But Russell Wilson's going to have to come out swinging for them for sure this time. Yeah, I'll disagree with one thing you said. I think it would be more of a Tyler Lockett game. They put uh, Ramsey on DK, and he hasn't been able to do anything against Ramsey. So it uh, could even be a little bit of a David Moore game. 
So in other words, if they can keep it going at Russell Wilson and kind of get into the backfield there, it might actually fluctuate those targets. So I can see the secondary kind of maybe switching up their matchups a little bit, just seeing who they're going to end up matching up against might be something that's a little intriguing in this game. You said you're uh, picking Seattle, right? I'm unfortunately picking Seattle. I've obviously been on that Rams train all season long. I feel like they have the potential to get there, but the inconsistency at quarterback play and just how these teams have matched up this year, I'm definitely going to have to pick them. Yeah, I'm picking the Seahawks as well. Hopefully, you know, Russell Wilson starts picking up a little bit in the playoffs. If he does that, they have a real chance, but if this offense can't pick it up, this might just be the only one they get in the playoffs. Unfortunately. And then our next game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington football team. And Tampa Bay is eight and a half point road favorites. That's pretty wide margin right there. Over under in this game is 45 points. On the Buccaneers side, the injuries that we do have is Carlton Davis, corner. Did not practice on Tuesday, limited practice on Wednesday with a groin injury. See if he ends up playing. He's missed a couple weeks now. And it'll be interesting to see if he does come back if they stick him on Terry McLaurin or not, you know, kind of coming off that groin injury. Then we got Mike Evans hasn't practiced yet this week with that knee injury that he's been dealing with. I would not be surprised if they set him out for this one. Jason Pierre-Paul hasn't practiced yet this week either. He's dealing with a knee injury. So that definitely hurts them a little bit in terms of pass rush. And then on Washington side, we got the three main guys, same guys that we had last week, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and Alex Smith. And Gibson's dealing with that toe injury. McLaurin's dealing with the ankle. And Alex Smith's dealing with the calf. They all didn't practice on Tuesday, and they all were limited on Wednesday. So we'll see if they end up playing. Sounds like they probably all end up playing it. Then for Tampa's side, we got Tom Brady. You know, how does he match up against this pretty good defense? You know, can he get the ball out quickly? Can he get it to his playmakers? Uh, Ronald Jones is going to be a big factor in this game, too. Obviously, he just came back for the first game last week since, uh, you know, the COVID and the finger injury. Does Mike Evans actually end up playing in this game? I don't think he will, but we'll see. And then that Tampa Bay defense, they'll have to step up and play pretty well as well. For Washington side, quarterback, you know, Alex Smith, is it going to be him? Is it going to be Taylor Heineke? Is it going to be this dual system that Ron Revere is talking about? We'll have to see. Then, you know, the three guys I mentioned on the injury report, do they all end up playing? Does two of the three end up playing? We'll just have to see. Logan Thomas, J.D. McKissick, they could have a big game, or they could be very involved in the passing game in this one as well. Then that defense for Washington, they're just going to have to step up and, you know, limit Tampa Bay, which pretty much no one's done lately. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I feel like you and I are in the same conversation. We discuss who's going to win this game. Uh, I'm obviously going to pick the Bucks for this one. They are just healthy. They're ready to go. Tom Brady was brought to Tampa Bay down there to do to do to essentially play and win these next three games for them. So his job is now to get them to a Super Bowl. Obviously, make it worth his while to even going there, and you know potentially harming a 20-year career uh, legacy they had just at New England. So. It's his time to shine. Personally, I think I'm just going to cheer for Washington in this game. Uh, it's down to them showing up, obviously being injury-prone right now. It's going to definitely be an uphill battle for them, but this defense, man, and their story, they've got a lot of grit and they got a lot of heart down there in Washington, and I've actually really enjoyed watching them this season. I was happy to see them make the playoffs, um, but I just think that this might be too tall of a mountain for them to climb this week, but who knows, David and Goliath's story in the making, potentially. Yep. Like you said, uh, Tom Brady going to Tampa. You know, if they get to the Super Bowl this year, it's going to be a home Super Bowl. 
in my knowledge, never really ha has never happened, correct? Uh, I don't believe so. I think that we had a. I think there was two chances that it could have happened. One with once was in New Orleans, and then in Dallas, I believe. But either way, but playing in a home crowd, Tom Brady, he's built for the playoffs. It's honestly second nature to him. It would definitely be a fun game to watch. Yep, I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay as well. I just think they're the better team right now. I don't know if Washington can keep up offensively, especially if some of these guys are missing. Yeah, it's just the only weakness that the Bucks have is their secondary for the most part you know, on the defensive side. And honestly, Washington right now with, with the potential of maybe doing a dual quarterback or not even having Alex Smith at all, essentially I don't think that they have enough ammunition to uh, unfortunately exploit their only weakness. So good luck running the ball. Bucks defense is fantastic against the run. That linebacker core, you and they have been really high on this season, especially their play and how they match up against other teams. They've put that offense in a good good position to be as efficient as they all are. But Tom Brady's been playing Tom Brady football for the last three weeks, so I, I don't see it slowing down this week at all. Yeah, if you want to talk about another Pro Bowl snub, that's Devin White, their middle linebacker. He's played great this year, but you know when you got Bobby Wagner and Fred Warner to compete with, it's tough to get in there, especially when you're the youngest guy of the bunch. It's true. Young guys don't tend to make it, unfortunately, but obviously with a few years where you get that name recognition, the votes obviously will start coming in for you. But, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I felt like he had some really good play this year, but obviously, uh, you know, making the Pro Bowl by itself, he got there for good reason. So, obviously, we don't want to downplay anyone that obviously got more votes than him, but I agree with you. I feel like he's someone that definitely should have been a conversation. Yep. The only one we'll trash that's in the Pro Bowl is Evan Ingram. <laughs> I played the fifth. Yeah. Uh, but the next game we got is the Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans. Baltimore is three and a half point road favorites. Over under in this game is fifty four and a half points. So this is the highest implied point total of the week. Tennessee is actually relatively healthy. They're going to get Roberson, their linebacker, back. He was a full participant in practice yesterday, and he's been dealing with the hamstring injury. So that'll definitely help them out a little bit. He's not a big name player or anything, but. Still a decent uh, rotational player. Then we got Yannick Ngakwe is limited in practice. He's dealing with a thigh issue. Jimmy Smith, limited in practice, still dealing with a rib shoulder issue. And Willie Sneed, the wide receiver, did not practice. He's still been dealing with that ankle injury. For the Ravens, you know, you want to see Lamar be efficient in this game. If he needs to throw the ball, can he actually throw the ball? I know Tennessee doesn't have a good defense, so it's a good matchup for him if he can take advantage of it. You want to see that run game continue to be efficient. And then that defense, you know, can they slow down Derrick Henry? Can they make Ryan Tannehill make a mistake or two? Then they really have a chance in this game. Tennessee side, it's pretty simple. Just kind of play Tennessee Titan football. Run the ball with Derrick Henry. You know, run the play action off of it. Get your deep shots. Get your intermediate routes. That's what they love to do. That play action to Corey Davis or A.J. Brown for, you know, those 12-yard routes. And then their defense, can they show up this week? Because they pretty much have an all-year. If they can get a turnover or something, you know, anything, it's going to help their team. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like uh, possessions are going to really matter in this game. On paper, they're more evenly matched than I think than they actually sound, to be honest with you. Like, the Ravens' offense could be inefficient in the second half of games for the most part. I mean, both of these teams have obviously dedicated their entire offense to the run. They're the two best running offenses in the league. Titans offense, they obviously have Ryan Tannehill. He can actually pass the ball, uh, unfortunately, unlike Lamar uh, Jackson. 
Uh, but on the defensive side of the ball is where the Titans actually lack a lot of production. So being healthy in this game for them, maybe they'll be able to show up this week. But the Ravens' defense for me is just exponentially better in comparison. So it's going to be interesting seeing the even matchups in this. Like, obviously, the Titans uh, got the better offense against the Ravens' better defense, and obviously the, the worst of the offenses compared to the worst defense. So I think this could be a really good game. I feel like it could potentially be like a mid-scoring game, you know, 20-plus each. So, honestly, I just see a lot of running the ball. I, I see uh, some coaches trying to slow the cl- uh, clock down for them, maintain time of possession just to give their defenses some rest because both of these teams are going to come out swinging this week. Yeah, I think this game is going to be pretty high scoring. Obviously, it has that high implied point total as well. I'll pick the Titans. This is the closest game for me. This probably end up being the game of the week. I think it should be a good one. You know, obviously, these two teams played in the playoffs last year, and it was the Titans that upset the Ravens. So now it's kind of the Ravens' chance for revenge. Yeah, and I'm actually going to go ahead and pick the Ravens on this one, and pretty much kind of what you just said. You know, it's like this is the time for the Ravens to shine. I feel like if they win this game, they'll obviously be the lower seed going into a potential matchup against Kansas City next week. So, And that could be a very intriguing uh, you know, matchup, especially with the Chiefs having an extra week of rest in addition to the normal bye week. So uh, for me, I just I really want to kind of call out that Ravens defense, you know, slow down that, that run with uh, Derrick Henry and limit Tannehill's ability, not only with this, his arm, but his ability to extend plays when he can with his legs. You saw that several times this season. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to kind of pick the Ravens in this one. Next up, we have the Bears and the Saints. The Saints are 10-point home favorites. That's the widest margin of the week. And the over-under in this game is 47 points. Injuries we got for the Saints. Nick Easton, he's been dealing with a concussion. He's been put on IR. He's an offensive lineman for the Saints. Taysom Hill also dealing with a concussion, limited in practice on Wednesday. We'll see if he ends up playing. Obviously, he is that big-time gadget player. We got safety Marcus Williams limited in practice with his ankle injury. See if they get him back or if they hold him out for another week. Then on the Bears side, we got Darnell Mooney, the rookie out of Tulane, which means he wants to play in this game because this is where he went to college. He didn't practice on Wednesday with an ankle injury. We'll see if he ends up playing or not. Jalen Johnson, the rookie corner out of Utah, limited in practice with a shoulder injury. Hopefully he makes it back for this one. He's been out for a couple of weeks now. Buster Screen, the slot corner, did not practice. He's dealing with the concussion that he's been dealing with for a couple weeks now. So definitely not good news there. So I doubt he plays once again. Roquan Smith, that middle linebacker for the Bears, he's dealing with an elbow injury. He didn't practice on Wednesday. If he does not play, that is a very big hit to their defense. On the Saints side, we also have Latavius Murray activated off the COVID list yesterday. And then Alvin Kamara, he is away from the team. He's doing practices remotely they hope he's back for this game but there's no guarantee on it then for this game on the bears side you really just need mitchell trubisky to step up make some plays not turn the ball over david montgomery you know saints have a very good run defense they're gonna have to find ways to get montgomery effective in this game whether it's you know short runs Zone reads, anything to get him involved in this game, dumping the ball off to him out of the backfield. And then that Bears defense, you know, hopefully they get Jalen Johnson back. Hopefully Rokon Smith's okay to play in this game. And they can just kind of limit the Saints because the Saints still aren't clicking all the way yet since Drew Brees has come back. But they're pretty close. On the Saints side, you really just want Drew Brees to be efficient once again. 
their running back situation, what's it going to look like? Is Kamara going to be back for this game or not? Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting matchup for sure. The Bears are going to have another uphill battle this week. I'm happy they made it into the playoffs, not just, you know, for that for that club, but obviously for the fan base. And like you just said, you know, the, the defense for the Saints is pretty stout. So I feel like the uh, Bears defense is going to need to step up to just give that offense a lot more opportunity to, to have a shot. So for me, it just for the Saints side, it comes down to Sean Payton 100%. He's just always been able to, to draw up plans um, just to kind of make that offense be successful with, you know, pieces being in and out of that offense. So see the offensive line play just being able to allow Drew Brees to get some efficient passes off, help move this offense, obviously, with the depleted wide receiver core. Whether they're Latavius Murray and or just they get Kamara back too, I feel like the run, def- uh, run offense is going to be efficient. For the Bears on the offensive side of the ball, Trubisky, they're going to need to run a lot of play action. They're going to need to essentially do exactly what they did against Green Bay. Try to maintain time of possession. Get to third down. Uh, obviously make it less than three yards, two yards, whatever it is, because this defense is very stout. So if they can maintain time of possession, try and keep that, uh, that uh, Saints offense from being efficient. They might have a shot in this, but for me, I'm going to end up picking the Saints just because they're just the better team on paper, how they've looked all season, with a lot of their only losses coming to pretty decent teams. So for me, I'm picking the Saints. Yeah, and I think the Saints match up really nicely against the Bears, too. Lattimore's going to be able to shut down Allen Robinson. You know, they're really good against the run, so that kind of takes away two of the Bears' main offensive weapons. If Mooney doesn't play in this game, it's just going to be a rough game for their offense overall. And then Michael Thomas could be back in this game as well for the Saints. We'll see if he's back or not, though. You know, if they get him and Kamara back, they should be able to roll pretty easy. But even without them, I think they still end up winning this game. Yeah, I feel like the Bears with Trubisky is going to end up looking like two against the Bills um, last week. So I, I just think it's going to be kind of one-sided. I don't think the Bears are going to be able to slow down uh, the Saints offense. You know, obviously the time of possession approach is not the greatest op- option. But, I mean, when, you, when you're leaning on Trubisky and his arm, um, and again, like you said, Montgomery not – being a really good matchup because essentially the Saints are that good against the run. They're going to have to get him involved in some kind of screen game or, you know, maybe just putting him in motion or doing something to try and get him efficient. Yes, sir. So last game we got is the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are six-point home favorites. These two teams did play last week, so they're very, very familiar with one another. Over-under is 47.5 points. Uh, the injuries for this game on Cleveland side, we got Donovan Peoples-Jones, the wide receiver, did not practice yesterday with a concussion, so we'll see if he ends up playing. They do have Carter Hodge, their other wide receiver. He's on the COVID list, so if these two guys are out, they could be having a little bit of depth issues there. You still got Jarvis Landry, you still got Richard Higgins at the top, but who's going to be the third guy in that case? On the Steelers side, we got Tyson Alu-Alu, defensive end. Ankle injury, he didn't practice yesterday. And Vince Williams, the linebacker, didn't practice with a quad injury. So we'll see if they come back or not. You know, pretty good role players for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The other big news, you know, the Browns have had some COVID issues. Kevin Stefanski will not be coaching this game. He did test positive. Alex Van Pelt's going to be calling the plays. Not sure who's going to be the interim head coach for this game. Definitely should be an interesting thing there. 
Uh, but for me, what I'm looking for in this game is Baker Mayfield. Is he going to step up and play good? I know he was bad two weeks ago against the Jets. He was okay last week. He wasn't good, but he wasn't bad either. He's really going to have to step up against the Steelers team at full strength. Their run game is going to need to be more effective than they were last week. I know Nick Chubb had the long run, but other than that, they weren't that great. Like I already mentioned, they have some COVID issues. Hopefully it doesn't impact the game any more than it already has. And on the Steelers' side, you know, Big Ben, he got that extra week of rest. So you want to see him come back healthy, ready to go, and sling him the ball around. You want to get James Conner a little bit more involved in this game? This is definitely going to help out their team. Their wide receivers continue to catch the ball, and that defense just step up, stop the run, and limit Baker. Yeah, honestly, this one kind of hurts my heart a little bit. I'm happy that the, the Browns obviously were in the playoffs this year. They've had an outstanding year. They had a few games that were kind of fluctuated due to weather throughout the season, but this is their chance to prove that they belong here. And having one week practice against them last week, obviously coming out barely ahead, I really do want to see the Cleveland Browns win this game. I just, like you said, unfortunately, they were very inefficient against the run. Baker Mayfield wasn't terrible. He was kind of a game manager for the most part. The defense did okay against Mason Rudolph, kind of limited his options, but even you and I agree that Mason Rudolph actually didn't look too bad last week. So it makes you wonder how Big Ben would look against them. So to be honest with you, I 100% think the Steelers are going to win this game. I think it could be a close game. My heart wants Cleveland to win this game, but it's definitely going to be a fun one to watch because if they can get the run games going on both sides of the ball for this, it's definitely going to be going to be a good playoff matchup. Yes, sir. So I'm picking the Steelers as well. I just think they're a better overall team. They're not dealing with the COVID issues as well, so that's definitely not going to hurt them the way that it would hurt the Browns. And I think it's just their game to lose at this point, you know. And they're going to have to come out and prove, hey, you know, they were the team that started off undefeated for the longest and year, kind of crumbled for a couple of weeks, and now it's their bounce back time. You know, it's the playoff time. So it's time to get going, show up, and prove that you're supposed to be here and be in that one of them top seeds in the playoffs. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, this is a time that they have nothing to lose at this point. It's if you lose, you're out. So you got to put, you got to leave it all on the field this time. So it could be a, definitely an interesting game to watch for sure. You got to get Big Ben another ring. Yeah, right. If Big Ben does get a ring, do you think he, this would be his last season? I think it'd probably be at that point because that would give him, I believe, three now. So. Yeah, and he said he had, he had a couple years left into him, and that was a couple years ago. So if they got a ring, I could see it definitely being a conversation. But there's other teams that are in the playoffs right now. Where their quarterbacks, I could see them saying something similar. So, Yeah, we got a lot of old guys now. Hey, a savvy vet is always good and handy to have on a team, especially if you play solid defense. As long as they can still turn the ball. It's true. And honestly, if you look at all the teams that made the playoffs this year, all of them play pretty sound defense, or at least in the top 10 for the most part. Some borderline top 10. Besides the Browns and the Titans. Yeah. Yeah, the that's the reason why I don't think the Titans will win this week. But either way, what did you have for an upset this week? Uh, also, the Seahawks defense, statistically they're not that good, but they've been better in the second half of the season. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I feel like they've kind of gotten their act together towards the later part of the year. Like Once the run game kind of started to get healthy, especially with their depth, they, I agree with you. They played a lot better down the stretch. Mine was just the Titans game. That is pretty much a toss-up game, but they are the home team and they're three-and-a-half-point favorites. So 
Uh, that's the one that I think is going to be the shootout, the game of the week, and potentially the upset. See, I'm torn between the Browns and Steelers game and uh, and the Colts and Bills. Like, not having practice together with uh, with obviously Josh Allen and his wide receivers that he's leaned on to be efficient in this offense, that Colts defense can be a nightmare sometimes. So, I don't know. I feel like the Colts might be the upset special for the week for me. <laughs> I feel like the Colts defense, they started out really good, but they haven't been quite as good yeah. lately, too. I think it was like week... Week eight or nine, I think you and I discussed about their inability to just kind of be efficient, be efficient against tight ends, and how that kind of opens up the Pandora's box to beating that defense a little bit. And I think I agree with you. I don't, I don't feel like they've played nearly as clean of defense as they have down the stretch. But you know, like the Bills have just been so efficient with uh, both of their running backs, excuse me, and Singletary and Moss. So I think it's a definite interesting matchup. The Bills have the ability. To, to just blow this blow the lid off on this game. But if the Colts can stay efficient on the defensive side of the ball and, and do what they did to get them there to this point, it could definitely be an interesting game. The Colts might actually be the ones wishing it snows in Buffalo because if it right. turns into a ground-and-pound game, they might be the favorite team. It's true. Taylor is definitely a fantastic uh, running back for this offense. He's been a, doing a fantastic job this year supporting Phillip Rivers. Um, especially in the games where he's had, you know, uh, those savvy vet uh, types of games where it's just kind of, you know, he's, he's in the twilight of his career. And... Yeah, Taylor's definitely stepped it up in the second half. The first half was nothing pretty for sure. Yeah, I agree with you. He's done a fantastic job down the stretch uh, helping support Phil Rivers. So you wanted to do what, game of the week? Yeah, I just think that the Rams and Seahawks game might be a potential one to pay attention to. Obviously, these teams know each other very well. Even if Jared Goff is not ready to go, I feel like it's still a decent game to, uh, to pay attention to this week. So I feel like a lot of these games we kind of know the outcomes of, but that's one I want to kind of make sure that we really pay attention to the outcome on. I'm going to be intrigued because depending on how this game, that game aligns with, could definitely be interesting for the remainder of the playoff lineup. Yep. And mine was still the Ravens and the Titans, so that's my upset of the week, game of the week, everything. And that's just, like you said, that's kind of like a toss-up game, so I get it. Like, that's definitely going to be a very fun game to watch, for sure. Yes, sir. Should be a very interesting wild card weekend. Hopefully you guys all watch these games. Hopefully you guys have a blast watching them. Hopefully we have some good games as well. Hopefully no more corona issues. Thank you guys for joining us once again. This was the Two Point Podcast with Nate and Craig. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed this episode. We'll be recording our recap episode on Monday, and it should be out on Tuesday as well, going through what we what actually happened in the games and how compared to what we thought today. Please, please, guys, just be safe out there. We really appreciate you. Yep. Hopefully uh, none of you were involved in the acts of yesterday. Yeah, please. Craig and I both, neither one of us condone that type of violence. It's uh, obviously your First Amendment right, but there's a there's definitely a more appropriate way to handle the situation. Yeah. But once again, thank you guys for joining us, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and check us out in the future as well.